This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need a break from this crazy world to see your friends and fill a cup, find Sebastian Chalice Chip and beef at the noble bottoms up. As step by step our growing pains are improving home and away, we're feeling absolutely fabulous on another happy day. We're in different worlds with different strokes, but the good times will not end. So cheers to all our family and our friends. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Sitcom D&D. But is this a normal episode? No. No. Guys, is the season three reflections episode? Reflection. And we're gonna do it a little differently. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, what are we doing different, Elizabeth? Uh, we're gonna all grab a hat and. Um, do I have to well, change my hat? I'm wearing a hat. No, no, you can keep your hat. We, you need to change your hat. No, I figured. I figured. <laughs> yeah, well, no, put no. your reflection hats on because that's what we're about to do. Reflect on the season that just unfolded of sitcom D&D, season three. I cannot believe another season is wrapped up and in the books. The Time best season ever! <laughs> ever! <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious I thought we were me. all going to shout that together. Dice! Dice! <laughs> yep. <laughs> Now, there's a lot to reflect on. A lot has happened. It has been quite the journey, yeah. uh, both for our characters and all of us uh, personally as well. A lot of changes. <laughs> uh, a, lot of, a lot has happened. Um, so we've got a lot to reflect on. Um, and I think the best way to go about that is we asked y'all, the listeners, to submit some questions here uh, to help us reflect on the previous season. So I'm going to read a few of those now. And... Um, yeah, we'll do our best to answer them. And how many of those questions are about our personal lives? <laughs> Almost all. And they're <laughs> most no one's no one's you listening freaks. to the podcast. <laughs> um, so what we're gonna start with is a question from Critter A on our Discord um, that reads: If you had the chance to start the series over, like it just never happened at all, would you change anything that you did? Maybe like other people's characters, <laughs> but not mine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Anyone have a real answer? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my my only answer would probably probably be. I mean, it's so hard because I don't want to change anything because I love the trajectory of this show. But obviously, in more recent seasons, we've had a better idea of what was going to happen throughout the season. And when we started the first season, we had no clue what was going to. That's happen. so fair. And I think we probably would have planned more knowing that this show was actually going to be at least moderately successful. Totally. Or yeah. like how long lasting 
it was going to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Or the fact that we were going to do a season. Like, we didn't yeah. even know that at the time. We yeah. cannot stress how <laughs> ill-prepared we were to actually start a podcast <laughs> when we just recorded Yeah, we were still one. calling it a podcast then, remember? We didn't even know how to spell it. Yeah. We were like, we're not ready for pods. We're ready for pads. <laughs> I thought it was a podcast. Podcast. <laughs> I had the same answer as Walid. I wish we could jump to the system we have now where everyone had their jobs and we all could like organize and advocate for our characters and stuff earlier. Although I don't, mm-hmm. but like I loved so many of the first season episodes, so I, right. I wouldn't change It feels anything. like it would change the magic. Yeah. 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 And I was just thinking of that from like, oh, it, it would be, you know, could be fun if from the get-go, you know, I knew that Jennifer was going to be a character and introduced her in a way that like, made uh, more sitcom sense or something. But it's kind of fun that, you know, she wasn't a character from the get-go and these things just happen organically and and we just roll with it. Yeah, Jennifer wouldn't exist if you tried to have come up with her. I know, I was going to say, like, I don't think I I really, I don't want to be the asshole, but I really wouldn't change a thing. Like, it's like the way Okay, asshole. I know, I'm being the a-hole. But it's just like the way it's progressed in that we truly started this as like we thought, you know, we were in the middle of COVID. Like we had no Mm -hmm. idea how COVID was going to play out. And we were just like, we just want to like hop on the call and see our friends' faces. And then how it's like slowly progressed and how people have stepped into like their like admin roles for this podcast has been really cool and watching it evolve has been really satisfying. Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah. That's a big meaty question to to get right up top. But we've got so many questions to get to, so I'm gonna keep it moving right along and go to an Instagram question from Topaz underscore Jade. Hmm. Have you at any point physically danced to the Chucky Buster song? Follow up, will it be on Spotify? Oh. Oh. I don't know. Can we do that? <laughs> I mean, it... <laughs> um, that second part's probably an Arnie question. I wonder yeah. if it's on yeah. SoundCloud I've... already. I think so. Right? That's yeah. a good question. Yeah, but Arnie feels like he should host that stuff. I mean, Arnie Parrot yeah. writes yeah. it. Shout yeah. out Arnie. And if you if you haven't heard of him yet, you should give him a follow or uh, you know, figure 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 him out, you know what I mean? So just yeah. How many songs has he done for us? Because he did our theme song. Yeah. Uh-huh. He did the beef remix mm-hmm. of uh in Beef's flashback episode. Yes. Yeah. Which is a pretty incredible little ditty. We should you know what we should do is we should post the original. Just to show off <laughs> how impressive Arnie Elizabeth's is. just melted. <laughs> well, I was going to say that was crazy because we were like, well, we don't know what he's going to do. So Elizabeth just ri- like, just like sing. That was like, just, wild. You were, we were just like, just kind of do s- just improv. And I was like, okay. You were like, improv? Then, <laughs> what is that? I don't know her, but I'll fine. And like sending it to him and he like literally made it into an actual song and i was like that i mean the theme song i already knew we were dealing with a genius but then when he mm-hmm. did that i was like piggy, you can piggy, have my piggy 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 <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like you can have all my money take my 401k i don't need it you like you, like wow uh there was also another question on here about the logistics of it um that asked something along the lines of uh how did it come across, one second, motorcycle. 
Dang, Sean just rode around the room with a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> he said one second he motorcycle my and he did recording. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he got all up he on your bed, around. too. We all take bathroom breaks. Sean takes motorcycle breaks. <laughs> wow. But we do dance to the song in our chairs or standing. We should create an actual dance for it. I was thinking we should, we especially if we out. ever do a live show. And we can just have them play it randomly yeah. in a live show, and then we'll we will have had to learn a intense choreographed dance. What we need to do is like a sleepover where we spend all night making up a dance to the song. <laughs> oh, everyone is smiling. Ben, <laughs> okay. yeah. you're hosting. We're coming straight to you. <laughs> Who calls their parents first because they're homesick? <laughs> Me, I think. Me. Yeah, I think Maybe. it's you. Aaron. Your your tummy would hurt, and you would have to lie down. I'd be lying. <laughs> I'd... And then you would stop us from continuing to make the dance. You'd be like, you guys can't make it without <laughs> yeah. me. They're like, well, don't leave. Okay, whatever. You talk to my friends from elementary school without asking. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> We're gonna shoot back over to the Discord and get a question from Edom Cheeserton. Uh, what was the cast' favorite moment from this season? Should we explain wh- why people on the Discord have silly names, though? Eh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. No, that's good. You got to pay to find out, baby. <laughs> um, and then a follow-up question. Uh, have you been on the hunt for new editors since they kept cutting out all your cool sunglass bits? <laughs> mm. oh. <laughs> so favorite moment is the first part of the question. Okay, okay. Favorite okay. moment. I think I know mine. Um, it's in the dog show episode when, who is it? What's her name? Not JR, the other one. Gidget. Gidget. Um, says, I thought you were on a sex vacation. And then Seb goes, oh, that's happening soon. <laughs> Sean and I quoted around our house like it's from a real TV show. And it, yeah. I, I think that's the hardest I laughed all season. I think the reveal of... Of uh, Mr. Tummy being on the 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 sex boat at the very end of that episode was that that's up there for me. I'm like trying to think if there's a yeah. moment that like exceeds that, but that reveal is just so good. And then the corresponding like after that, the disgusting kind of us being like, I don't want to hear about it. Like in the next episode, but I'm trying to think. I loved Billy Bonka, and the- oh, <laughs> yeah, that's hard yeah. to beat. Yeah. Vinny Thomas and his voice, probably my favorite moment. I love it when he does that voice. It's hard to nail like a single specific moment. I, I feel like the button episode is up there for me in terms of highlights. Mm. Um, in particular, a moment that sticks out to me that I absolutely love is when we all go to sleep in our corners and then we jump up because somebody says, maybe we should, what is it? Maybe we should vote... On a leader? Oh, yeah. Maybe we should vote on a leader or something like that. And we all immediately like, yes, let's do that. Yes, immediately. Yep. Yes, let's do that. And then another one I'm looking through the episodes. Another one that sticks out to me is um, Sean rapping as the giant baby. (gasps) And then I was like building that out. That's from the comic box episode. And I absolutely love that moment so much. Yeah. This is my favorite comic box of the past three seasons. The darkest. yeah, the darkest. Yeah, that's what I said, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some moments um, that I love. I mean, I always love, you know, being super surprised by by guests. Um, 
it's always like so delightful as like a DM to have to introduce other chaos and another energy into the mix. Uh, in the Twin Turns episode with the uh, cast of Review Review, oh when God. it gets revealed that they are undercover bossing and the turn that they do, just like with their energy <laughs> and where they start going off on all four of like the cast. I And Beef tries dying. to run and gets like shot down by their comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That really tickled me. Oh my gosh. What a formula for just like a perfect guest episode where it's just we, all four of us end up, or all five of us end up just getting absolutely roasted by the guest. <laughs> like it, it's happened a couple times now, but it just is, it's always, it's, it's evergreen. It's just so good. I love when guests are evil or high status because it's just so fun yeah. to be that like I a real highlight of the season for me was also um Jeremy Cobb coming Ooh. in uh mm. playing Dave and Cheese so he just good. like was had one of the most creative brains ever and blew me away he was filling in things we were like oh yeah we can do that <laughs> he was like so good yeah that was educational for us like that <laughs> yeah. went, like, it was really honestly yeah. an, uh, put on a clinic education honestly class. yeah i also have one more which is uh geppetto pinocchio's introduction yes. oh, and how much about to say that. Waleed yeah. and chip were just all in <laughs> i've just never seen Waleed love a character i think chip likes geppetto pinocchio more than he likes shallows Oh, more than anybody. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even take a beat. He... Uh, I was going to say one that's um, not so funny, but was very sincere, was the JR episode where we find out that Seb um, Seb's ex is, had moved on and has a family. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, Ben slash Seb acted that perfectly. And was so earnest in it. I think Ben is a very earnest um, actor, and so it was such a such a good episode in that regard. Yeah, that was that was. I I feel like I had to do like some like some mental fitness going into that one. Like I was like, I really feel like because like Sean and I had had a discussion about the episode before, kind of just like talking about what we wanted it to be like look like. But there was like so much that was like. I wanted like determined to kind of showcase and not make it about and stuff. So like that is very nice to hear that it kind of, you know, it turned out so well. And that, that was such like a high point to hear it like that. Cause it was like, you know, I was like, I'm trying my best to like, you know, do this earnestly, do this well. And to like speak to the, well, yeah, and I think that's like kind of, we've been talking about like how, like, you know, would we start like go back, change anything, but like, I, I'm I, I'm gonna be like Elizabeth, and I'm gonna be that asshole. No, because like to see how our <laughs> characters have de- developed has mm. been so cool, and it's just kind of like lends itself to like just like what's so fun about one doing improv, but also like fun about doing Dungeon and Dragon. It's like if you were to compare that episode of Seb in the JR episode versus like the very first episode these characters would not be recognizable but like now we've gotten to know the character and we know that that's the same sort of thing and it's just really but cool. you've always had that inside of you yeah so uh, yeah for me i felt like this season there were so many really good moments because it's just like these characters are just like they were just everyone knows them like like we know them we know what to expect, but we're still so surprised. And like they're living their dynamic, like all this stuff changing constantly. It's just so fun. Like it's so yeah. fun to know them. 
Yeah. Ben, I, I really liked, I just wanted to say one thing about that episode. I, ben, I really liked the choice that you made that Seb wasn't going to be like petty or seek revenge or lash out when he found out that information. Yeah, it was Chalice uh, doing all of that. Yes, of course. <laughs> but I think obviously the show skews towards like always sunny. These are kind of like despicable people. I mean, they're like murderers. <laughs> uh, they're, they get stuck in their ways. They are uh, petty people um, who like want to win and be right. And I think it's really refreshing that every once in a while, one of us, but I thought that was such a good opportunity to that, is to be very human and show a lot of grace and show a very human, real response that a evolved person would actually react to that with. Like, I thought that was super refreshing because I just, I think if Chalice had done that, I would have immediately gone to like, well, she's petty all the time, so she'd be petty here. And I think it's really cool that you made the choice to be human at the end of that. Well, thank mm. you. Thank you for saying that. I think, yeah, like, you know, a little bit of it was like, I was like, when Sean, you and I, and you can jump in here when we were like talking a little bit about it, where it's like, Seb hasn't been with this person for a long time sort of thing. Obviously, like there's like when he talks about and what like there's almost like mm -hmm. this like unreliable narrator when it comes to like Seb talking about like his relationship to JR. Like there was a part of me where I'm like, Seb knows in his head, like there's something about it. So like this is hurtful that it's happened but like he's not lashing out because like you know it's not like that's one that's not step and two it's like of course this is what has happened like sort of like he he has been separated in this sense and it's like almost just like this like oh this this delusion that he just has kind of regurgitated but it's just like removing that facade and just kind of like i don't know and and i didn't want it to be like us being like, you know, JR sucks, like sort of thing, because I didn't really like mean a, a ton for the reveal. And I also just don't feel that Seb would feel that way. This is a person that he's loved. And being a human being who's like, you know, been in relationships, has gone through heart like break, it doesn't usually turn out that way. Like when you have these big cataclysmic things. And so like, yeah, I think that that felt like a good reveal. And like I'm I'm really glad that like I was able to play it like that honestly and like I don't know like it just it, it felt truthful and good and was like the, what, the proper culmination of that storyline. What's also truthful about that moment is I do feel like Chalice and Chip and I feel like Beef was also being petty towards mm -hmm. Jr. and I yeah. feel like that's also very honest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where, yeah. When your yeah. friends in a crappy relationship or has a crappy ex, you're way more likely to be. Like, to say you carry the anger sucks. for your friend. Yeah, yeah. you're exactly. like, oh, actually, I'm exactly. gonna carry this heavy backpack of anger. <laughs> if you're for not gonna you. be mad, I'll be mad. Happy to be mad. <laughs> and something. This is just um, a question that I'm asking. Um, you know, at the time of the release of that episode, um, where everyone else gets to listen to it, we were still pretty far ahead in into the season, um, and it was interesting because people didn't know. Um, what had already happened in our season, which is it's a big, a lot happens for Seb and he's pretty down after that episode where he finds out yeah. what's really going on with JR uh, and her mm -hmm. new relationship and kids. And I think people were like, is Seb ever going to get a win? Like quit shitting on Seb. Just give him a chance. Like uh, what, was there anything that 
that you took away from that, Ben, at that time, did you ever feel like that for Seb? Um, I know, you know, after that episode, he gets some some big wins, especially, you know, with like Cole coming back uh, and, and and other and other things. But uh, did you ever feel like that for Seb of like, is he ever going to catch a break during recordings and stuff? You know, like some. No, no, I, I, I knew that he was going to get a break sort of thing. I knew he was going to be sad because like that's the proper like, you know, that's that's how he should be after kind of such a big loss. But I think I always viewed it. And I think it was like my intention from like the get go and from like the of this season. And then after the reveal of like Jr. and everything that this is more so like, you know, Seb is this character who has the most tangled, overgrown background. Like, you know, I try to, like, put in all these different pieces. like the tattoo on his back. Yeah, and (laughs) eventually we'll find out. I don't even know what that's about. But, like, eventually it'll come up. But um, I thought this was, like, for a a good part of that, like, this was a good opportunity to kind of, like, burn some of the overgrowth and, like, kind of let what turned out Mm -hmm. to be, like, you know, Seb's good at the piano. He's found like all these things. He's like really, he opened up himself to like, you know, a relationship with another person. Like he's like doing all these other things. I, 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 for me, it was like this rebirth because it was like, Seb has all this other stuff and is now able to kind of grow from it, flower. And I, I can't wait to see what like, how that flowers in the seasons to come. You know what I mean? Like, I think it frees up and like, Make some other kind of cool stuff. And don't worry, there's pl- plenty, plenty of overgrowth that still remains. So, like, the, there's going to be, you know, <laughs> more stuff for us to investigate, you know, him going to Assassin Circus school, et cetera, like stuff like that. So, yeah, don't worry, guys. Don't, don't worry. Right. Checks you can't cash. Now we have to do that now. <laughs> oh, God, Ben. <laughs> Save the world. Or end it. Sitcom D&D is brought to you by Victoria Aveyard's number one New York Times best-selling Realm Breaker series, which is coming to an explosive close, which is why I had to use my intense voice. And boy, is it worth it, because an epic high fantasy series for fans of Lord of the Rings and Shadow and Bone is coming to an end. Yes, when the heroes fail... A pirate's daughter with ancient blood and her ragtag group of companions must pick up the sword to save the realm. The realm is threatened by an old world prince and his army of corpses and the demonic god that controls them both. The series has everything from high stakes battles, journeys across the mystical lands, dragons, hellhounds, and krakens, and don't forget a fiery villain romance that threatens to burn the very edges of the world. So find out more about this epic series and its unforgettable conclusion at epicreads.com slash fatebreaker. That's epicreads.com slash fatebreaker. Sitcom D&D is brought to you by Rocket Money. If you're like me, then you've struggled to find some time to manage your finances. Uh, At the end of a busy week, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money, and it does all that for me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million 
users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all the app's features. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash sitcom D&D. That's rocketmoney.com slash sitcom D&D. Rocketmoney.com slash sitcom D&D. Another one from the uh, from the Discord here uh, from Tess Warner. How much of the will they, won't they between Chip and Chalice is pre-planned and how much is purely improv? Like do you as a group or a trio when the end do like do you as a group or trio know when the end goal payoff will occur? It's a mix of both. So if like there's a plot line that completely revolves around their relationship, that beat of their relationship is sort of planned out. Like um I think we knew that the mid part of the season was leading towards a kiss because we thought that would add tension once Ryan came back as Alberta. So stuff like that is planned, but the pacing inside of episodes, I truly just think it's Walid and I knowing and watching enough sitcoms to know how to pace these out and when to not address it at all in an episode and when to like turn up the volume of it. I totally agree. I feel like it's definitely just reaching back into our sitcom brain and pulling out what we've seen in a hundred different television shows. I'm currently rewatching Wings and it's just so predictable every will they won't they moment between the two main love interests in the show. And similarly, it's like some of it need some of it is fully unspoken because I think we just know what makes the most sense for a classic sitcom. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of things that people got mad at or responded to in the moment, uh, after the Vice Canyon episode, there were definitely some people that were like, oh my God, thank God that Chip and Chalice are together now. Like, oh <laughs> no, it's a sitcom thing. The funniest, the funniest thing. It's like, have y'all not watched anything? <laughs> have y'all not watched a single sitcom? You know, this brings me to my next question. It's actually uh, who's underscore Faith's question from Instagram. Was there any moment you as players felt like you won against the DM? And I can answer that with a no. I'm just going to answer with it almost always. Yeah, Yeah, I think always. (laughs) Well, listening to the Jeremy Cobb episode, there's a moment near the end when when Sean calls the munchies junkies. (laughs) And we all are like, wait, you got that wrong. (laughs) And then Sean goes... No, actually, these are chunkies. And then he's like making it up on the spot. And Ben says, you're sweating through your shirt, Sean. <laughs> I love the chase. I love the back and forth we have. With Y'all the are DM. relentless. You're always after my throat. You're like a babysitter that we know we yes. can manipulate. And we even tell you to your face how much we're getting yes. away with. <laughs> how yes. did it come to this? It's every time that Seb just goes like, I explode my clothes off. I'm wearing a barrel that has uh, machetes in it. No, It's no, always no. Seb. It's always Seb, by the way. Peek behind yeah, the curtain. You say yes. I know. That's you you, you can funny. say You're no. going to make him roll for it. <laughs> I cannot discipline my children. That's something I'm going to work on in between seasons. I'm going to come back a hard ass. Yeah. No. I think no. it really is just a matter. It's you versus Ben, if we're being honest. I never try to do kooky stuff like he does. 
Well, well here to, to answer <laughs> this honestly, though, too, I I really enjoy when this happens, and I love even when I was just you know just doing improv in Chicago. I always loved getting teased like within the mechanics of a scene. Um, that's always something I found like so much fun. Uh, and with this, the way that I've always thought about DMing, and again, this is my first time DMing anything, is this project, um, which yeah. has been an absolute blast. And uh, when when talking with DMs even before the project or now other DMs, talking about like making decisions, um, there are a lot of rules within the D&D rule book, but right when you open it, uh, one of the first things that it says is the end of the day, you want people to have fun and you want this to be a, a fun adventure that you take your friends on and you get to control the world in which they live in. And when I think about other D&D games that I've played, um, I think it's been a little bit more beholden to the rules of reality where, you know, you are going to have to roll if you rip off uh, your, what looked like your skin and you're wearing a tuxedo underneath it. Uh, but then I think about, okay, this is in a sitcom world and is it more or less fun and does it actually affect the characters uh, and the overall, let's say, themes or objectives where I'm trying to get across as, as a storyteller with the help mm. of the cast and if it's just more fun and it doesn't negatively affect those other things, then we're going to do it. Then I'm going to say yes, and it's okay. That's such a good point that the world is sitcom-y. So yeah. everything in the world naturally skews towards that is like a common occurrence. Mm -hmm. I usually don't. Yeah, go ahead. It is fun when sh when we're doing something Sean hadn't planned it isn't part of the plan because you can hear it and you, i feel like we like it's like smelling blood like shark smelling blood in the water we're like oh he didn't he doesn't plan this one so i'm gonna tap dance around this for a while and he's like okay you're having fun over the like, classic babysitter like i see you having fun over and then there, our recording you... goes an extra hour and a half I'm like, uh, oh that's our fault yeah oh it's um, awesome Speaking of recordings, um, were the episode recordings affected by Walid and Ben having children in any yes. way? Not at all. Yes. <laughs> Not one bit. Not one time. Who's telling the truth? Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. yeah we, we recorded way ahead of the releases. So we only recorded two episodes after I had my baby. Um Oh, I think this would be kind of fun for people right? to so know. Yeah. We basically recorded all the episodes between the beginning of the year and mid-March, which is pretty wild. Yeah. It was really like hard. Two episodes. Um, and there were days where we recorded two in one day, and I can tell you which ones those were. Oh my were. god, I don't even remember which ones. Didn't we do a three? Am I wrong? I think we did oh three in no. two days. Maybe it was a Patreon, maybe. Like no, we did. We did. <gasps> Season two, we did three in guess one episodes. day. Because we did three guest episodes. Oh, because we day. woke up super early for yeah. Max and Yvonne. Yeah. In London. God. Yeah. And then who was that? that? Was cool. Oh, then Andrew at night and then someone else? And Maggie. And then Maggie. And yeah. Maggie. Weird. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. So we, we've done that before, which if you're looking at those episodes, I know that there was another question that I saw on the Instagram, which is, do you guys record them in order? And the answer is no. No. Which is... Mostly-ish, though. It's not like we're well, going from, like, 1 to yeah. 17 to 4 yes. to 8. It's only because of guests. Yeah. Yeah. As much yeah, as we guests can. guests are the only reason that get, gets messed up. So there are times where at the beginning of the episode we have to be like, okay, what has actually happened up until this point? And what things do we have to basically wipe from our mind? 
Yeah. Like the Atro one and the Gabrus one, I remember being totally out of order. Like we so much so we were trying to not say anything about the rest of the season because we were like, what Mm -hmm. day is it? (laughs) Where are we in time in this episode? Who exists? What characters do we not even know about up until now? Is Cole here yet? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's just like this being a different beast than like a typical D&D campaign, right? Where like, you know. What we're trying to do is a little bit different in that uh, the storytelling is episodic and there's overarching story, but uh, with a like with any um, episodic series like you'd see on a sitcom, some of those you'd be able to, as uh, as you might guess, record um, or film out of order and then even sometimes view out of order, which was a big objective with us at this show, is like being able to drop in in a given episode and really kind of get the gist of what's going on and have beginning, middle, and end no matter where you drop into, um, which can prove challenging at times. Uh, but for the most part, it, it's been a super fun challenge on the show. Yeah. I'd like to share that episode two and three were f- recorded on the same day. That's Chuck E. Busted and Breaking Beef. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And episode 11 and 12 we're recorded on the same day. That is Beef Stay Out with Kennedy Baldwin oh, yeah. oh, and Comet Box 3. Oh. Oh. And then a lot of ones where we recorded like, we recorded it like, there were weeks where we were meeting like four times a week and, yeah. and like seeing each other. Like we saw each other a lot on, <laughs> oh, on yeah. the computer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we had the babies, and then it was like, I didn't get to see you guys for a while. And I was like, I feel like lonely. Like, (laughs) yeah. I was talking to Aaron. This baby's making me lonely. I know. I was talking to Aaron, like, oh, I feel a little like down. And she's like, well, is that maybe? Oh, well, uh, this is kind of a reference to Beef losing his voice to this season and not seeing you guys for a little while. She was like, do you think that's because Beef's sad right now? <laughs> like, that's why you're sad right now? And I was like, uh-oh, this is getting too intertwined. I mean, you were like, you need to get out of my apartment, please. <laughs> yeah, girl. Yeah, and just to let our listeners know, uh, Elizabeth is method. So anytime that we're in a recording phase, the bald cap's on. <laughs> she eats like beef. She sleeps like beef. <laughs> um, a question from the Discord: Ratrick Dempsey in May's Anatomy asks, "Would there ever be a spinoff series once the main one finishes, a la Frasier?" Oh, uh, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think necessarily this show has to be done to get a spinoff, a la <laughs> Happy Days. And Laverne and Shirley and whatnot. Yeah. You no, know, it's like, you know, I have we have no clue how long this show is going to go. But there's a lot of po- comedy podcasts that go for many years, and I don't necessarily feel like we have to wait for this thing to be done in order to create more content for you, yeah. fun folks. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Seb in his past, like a prequel. Seb prequel would probably uh, be fun. I would love to do a spinoff series of. Um, uh, Haley Palmer's character, Tangerine, the oh, the witch. Yeah. I think her background would oh, be yeah, super interesting to explore. Totally. And we also have like, you know, talked about in, in the future, just kind of like blue sky, um, the idea of same world, but following like a different kind of type of sitcom. 
So this was like, you know, a cheers or like a workplace comedy in a sense. And if, you know, we instead did a sitcom D&D um, started from the perspective of like a family, uh, similar to like more of like a family style sitcom and what that might look like, which is also well, like fun. a really fun idea. Yeah, I guess it's like wide open. Like, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's very possible. Yeah, nothing's, you know, that I know of is like being planned actively right now, but like for sure, that would be kind of, that's a cool window and door and freaking, you know, sliding glass door that is wide open in the future. So I hope I we do fun. more of these Patreons that uh, we've already done one where Sean DM'd um, a nut, like, uh, a, um, one off for a Patreon of like another like the fire station in oh, Frasier. Fleshing out mm -hmm. Frasier. Yeah, fleshing out Frasier. And I'm I'm sure we're gonna do more of that series too. And that'll be really fun. Can I ask everyone a question really quick? Yeah. yeah. So uh and Sean, you can answer this for Jennifer, but if you have another answer for one of your many other characters, you can do that. But if you had to do a sequel or prequel for your character today, like what time or genre or part of their life would you want it to be set? Mm. It's a great question. Film noir prequel. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'll throw a third option in there if that's okay, Aaron, but like also like yeah. a parallel universe, you know, Ooh, yeah. where things are just like they went a different route. Their life is somehow different. Yeah. It's not the same universe that we're in. Yeah, it's like black and white. Yeah, that'd be crazy. I have two ideas off the bat for Chalice. One would be like her high school years, but have it feel like in the tone of like the OC. Um, oh, <laughs> so funny. Or her very old and like a Golden Girls situation. Although I'd want the rest of the Golden Girls to be like the bottoms up <laughs> gang. <laughs> yeah, I think. I, I was I was also going to say high school because I think it would be fun to have Chip and Seb and see what yeah. their relationship was like when they were in high school. Um, and it feel like a Boy Meets World would be my <gasps> pick. <laughs> oh, my God. I love uh, Boy Meets World. My other pitch would be uh, Chip as like an old grumpy dad in some sort of classic family style. He's sitcom. like an Ed O'Neill. Yeah, exactly. Oh, That's my so God. Good. That's brilliant. Yeah, Chip married with children. I'm, I'm on board for. Yeah. Three years after the apocalypse, Seb is the only <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, man. He does a last man on earth. Oh yeah. Oh, that would be maybe not great podcasting. Breaks his glasses. Uh, <laughs> breaks his oh, glasses. Yeah, Twilight Zone. <laughs> it's Twilight Zone. It, in it's the Twilight library. Zone. No, no. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. Obviously a Jennifer Better Call Saul vibe. Um <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking, you know, uh, maybe like uh, a Peaky Blinders, a Squeaky Blinders uh, for Jennifer. The Squeakle. The Squeakle. You uh, guys hear me slam a typewriter down on my desk and I'm just, <laughs> she's, her fingers are flying. <laughs> yeah, where she's got, you know, her, her uh, rat family uh, involved in crime and trying to work their way up into uh, being the kingpins of, uh, you know, Frasier. Okay, now I want all of these things to exist. Wow, okay, great. We have plenty of content to make. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So uh, another question here. Um, was the Chucky Buster song a reveal in episode or did you guys already know about it? I think, if I'm recalling, I revealed that it was going to be made. 
Is that right? I said in the episode, okay, I think this is what I want to do with this. We're I, I would love to get Arnie to do it. Or had we already talked to him, we just didn't have it yet. What was the situation? Yes, you said in the middle of an episode, you were like, and then this is going to play. But you hadn't had Arnie do it yet. Yeah. Yeah, so the first time we reacted, we weren't reacting to anything. But I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember if the first time I heard it was during a recording or just you showed me on your phone one time when we were hanging out. I, I cannot remember. Yeah. I remember the first time hearing it just dying laughing and going, it's so long. <laughs> I, think, I think it was originally supposed to be significantly shorter, sort of like a sting. But I think we talked about, we're like, if it's played over and over again, the length of it, it's going to do that thing where it's like, oh my God, it's so long. Why is it still going? Like it just, it felt funnier longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, Arnie really <laughs> knocked that out of the park though. Well, really, and really then fun. maybe we can like talk about really quick. I don't know if there's a question about this, but there how is. we ch- chose the moment in every episode to play it. <laughs> that evolved over time, but Ben, yeah. I feel like you should answer that. Well, yeah, at first it was like, and I think this is where it'll be. But I think, Sean, maybe you just were like, we record on something called Zencaster, and Zencaster uh, gave us access to a soundboard, which I took <laughs> full liberties to. And Sean said, can you just play it? when you just think it's a good moment. So it just became this weekly game for myself where I could just do it and interrupt Sean at the same time. Yeah, it was something I regretted almost immediately, (laughs) uh, giving that decision to Ben. Because it started off and it would be like, I'll text you when it's time to hit it on the soundboard because Ben has the ownership over the Zencaster. And then I was like, I trust you, man. Like You do it when you think it's funniest. And then if it was funniest to Ben... Anytime that I was in the middle of something or trying to make the episode long. I thought it ended up working out so well that the DM didn't know when it was coming. Yeah, like, agreed. I, it ended up, I wouldn't have known that that would be the right choice, but it's so, first of all, I don't think you ever made a wrong choice, Ben. It was yeah. like the perfect time every time. Mm-hmm. But I also just think like, it, we, yeah, for Sean, it would have felt like he wouldn't get to surprise us with it because he's always doing so much that we would have like seen the intentional choice rather than the genuine surprise we all felt when we heard it. I mean, it became the highlight of my week is (laughs) just waiting, just like lurking, being like, your mouse is hovering over and you're shaking. Oh, it's currently or the highlight, the six highlights of your week, depending on the week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Three times in a night. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That was the three highlights of my night. (laughs) Now this got asked um, a couple times and I'm really fishing for compliments here. Perfect. Oh, you got yeah, a bus. That, that kept me. That added five years to my life. Thank you. <laughs> Mine too. Um, do do y'all have a favorite new NPC that you interacted with? Waleed. Hmm. Yeah, mine was Waleed too. That character yeah. is a flaggy. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, Geppetto Pinocchio is definitely up there for me. I'm trying to think of somebody else that we didn't already mention. But yeah, Geppetto Pinocchio is one of my favorite Sean voices that he's introduced to the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Is this the season with the medium? Oh. Yes. 
Oh, that Fairy Southern. J. Fairy J. The oh Southern. My uh, gosh. <laughs> I want to get a drink with her. Yes. <laughs> Good pull. Oh. <laughs> Well, yeah, that might be one of my Jay favorite in. moments from this season. Fairy J is in the JR episode. Yeah. She's the medium the that Seb sees. Oh, that's right. Fairy J Blige. And I think we at the bring time, oh, the character that she was based on is one of the funniest back. people I've ever yes. seen in a documentary or in real life, which I believe that person's name is Terry J. Yeah. Something like that. But Elizabeth turned us on to this uh, documentary. What's it called again, Elizabeth? Is Paul... T. Goldman. Yes. And it's on oh, Peacock. It's so funny. It's so good. You got to check <laughs> it out. This woman yeah. is real. This is a real woman. <laughs> it is a character. Who's a medium. <laughs> yeah. And so that character was, you know, Fairy J is based off of Terry J. And um, so, yeah, that was very fun. Uh, and already uh, I had a lot to work with right off the bat. Uh, so that that was a blast. I know mine. Barney Stone Stinson. For so many different reasons. I thought the um, the lay on of he gets smaller is I was like, that's mm-hmm. the uh, the more stressed out he gets. I was like, that is the perfect button to press when you come into the bottoms up gang because, yes. of course, he's going to shrink. Um, yeah. And that was I like not that- planned. I will say that was not planned going in. It was something that kind of just fell into my lap um, and was very fun to play with. And you guys knocked that out of the park. I also that made me so happy because I we originally scrapped the episode that was supposed to go there just because it just was so hard to crack it it didn't make sense and then this episode sort of came together at the last second and for it to end up having a character that wouldn't have ordinarily existed in it Mm -hmm. that ended up being one of my favorite npcs sean's ever played and Um, episode by the way too the cauldron and the hypothetical very fun episode Sorry, I got I got three more and I'll make them quick though. Three mm. more. The, the the dump the dumpas the munchies and <laughs> oh Atticus God. uh the 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 lawyer the little tiny oh, Atticus Edge. Yeah. Atticus Edge. Yes. Atticus Edge. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, also, now, also of course our savior of the season, Tom the Fool, Tom Fool. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That okay. That was. So fun. Um, when yeah. uh, we were thinking of ways um, that I, you know, as a DM, right? You you're thinking about how the different ways things could go, and uh, want to give all your characters like options to do things, right? And wanted to give Chip the ability to make whatever choice Chip we think actually Chip would make, given that you know proposal um, from Alberta, and so when. Uh, we remembered, oh, you know what? Tom, there's this setup from the beginning of the season that you guys were dying laughing about. That's such a throwaway of him yeah, promising that he'll save the bar. I was like, okay, this could be a super fun way to like have them not like have to lose the bar mm-hmm. if you know the characters make certain choices. And I'm so happy that uh, that it, you know everything went the way that it did. Um, it brought me a lot of joy. Uh, so for uh, the the folks that were surprised by the tomfoolery thing, did that come straight up out of left field? Did you even remember who that was? Uh, did not remember time? who that was. I had not, I, in the moment I was like, I think he just made up a new character. <laughs> I had oddly, it had crossed my mind a couple days before that moment. And I was like, oh, we should make sure he's a regular that comes back in season four. And then 
when you did that, I literally had that same part of my brain that would only light up at the end of like a Herald show at IO when a teammate of yours would remember a detail from the first beat and like mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. like m- get the audience to like stand on their feet because they're like, oh my God, they remembered this thing from the beginning. Like I was like, oh, that is so funny. I would have never thought of that. I just thought that was so brilliant. Made me so happy. I This isn't an NPC, but I really did enjoy playing the the bros, um, the business bros. Oh, those Aaron. are NPCs for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. NPCs. Yeah. The, yes. We're dating mops and they're huge. And they're huge. <laughs> and you loved business and I love pleasure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's just good old fashioned uh, fun right there. The two type of people. Um, <sighs> now, when we, when... We all look back on season three. Um, you know, there's kind of like a, for each season, there's been more of like an overarching thing happening or a vibe to that season. What stands out to you about season three and what are you like happy that we got to accomplish in season three, either with your characters or just as a show in general? Hmm. I, I did enjoy, I did enjoy my, um, beef story arc in this, um, me too. Uh, yeah, I thought it was like very different. It was kind of like a big thing to a big challenge, but I thought it was really rewarding to do and to work on the writing with everyone on it was really fun. Um, before the season started, we all like think about what our characters want um, for a story arc. And I was talking to my oldest sister and was like do you have any ideas like what would you want beef to do (laughs) and we're driving like in spokane washington like there's a there's like a bread factory we're driving by and she's like "Mm, breaking bad (laughs) (laughs) and i was like what and she's like yeah i don't know and i was like wait a minute huh and then i came to the group and i went i think i want beef to have a breaking bad episode but this is kind of (laughs) like And I was almost kind of like, I don't know if this is anything. And then it really, they, everyone in, on the, in the crew, like really like was like, wait a minute, we really could do something with this. And they really like took it and ran with it and made it into something that was really satisfying. And I really enjoyed his story arc with, and his struggle with not being able to sing and who he, who is he and losing his identity, but then realizing he's more than just one thing. And uh, that just because you lose one thing that you think makes you you, you're still you. And um, I think that's something Beef realizes throughout the the season. Yeah, yeah. I felt like this season busted wide open the world. Mm-hmm. Like we went to like Vice Canyon several times. Like we got to play other characters. Like not that we didn't get to do those any of those things in like past seasons but like for me it was like really really fun cuz it was like yeah we we go to the bar but the bar actually doesn't exist this season so we're having to go to all these different places we're going to another chucky busters that's kind of like it but we accidentally burn it down like it was just kind of like i mean i feel like the world just kind of like grew like we went from like just like two two little sets to having you know like way more in our arsenal as like as a sitcom, which was kind of like fun. Yeah, I for Chip, 
one of the things that I love the most about this season, and this was from a writing perspective as well, is once again, I'm just such a huge fan of old hokey sitcoms. And I feel like the way that we pay off some of Chip's major beats uh, are such a such a great ode to old sitcoms. For example, in the very first episode, we do the classic, you left a voicemail on in an answering machine and you got to go fix that like how many episodes of television have we seen with that and then the moment where chalice and chip kiss and then alberta shows up the very next episode to me even more so than like some of the emotional feelings there it's just like the ode that we're doing to sitcoms to pull off things like that um yeah it's that that means a lot to me as somebody who really you know, grew up on television. That actually kind of answers television. Pink Irrelevance uh, question from the Discord, which were what that the question was: What are some sitcom tropes you're hoping to use for a future episode? Which was your favorite trope this season? So that kind of answered the second part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as far as ones for the future, I don't know if we will um, let those secrets go just yet. We don't want to spoil anything. No secrets, Aaron. I am car wash. Yeah, I loved season three. I love that um, we're in a project that every season we record is my new favorite season. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we have the meeting that we already just had for season four, it feels like a mountain that you have to climb up and you're like, oh my gosh, I hope I don't mess this up and this pacing of this and how are we going to get this through line through? And it just seems so overwhelming and hard. And it's like such a cool feeling to look back on, I felt that way about season three and I'm like, oh my gosh, it worked. And even after you record an episode, you're like, oh no, did we not execute on that? I don't know. That was two and a half hours. How did we do? And then to get the edit back and be like, oh no, it worked. Um, it just makes me so happy. I feel like we are a way better team this time around too. And the circumstances we were recording under in that crunch time frame were so hard. And I know it was taking a toll on so many people's like physical and mental well-being and for us to still (laughs) pull through work that I'm exceeded my expectations and I'm so proud of is like so exciting to me it's like the best feeling in the world after 10 years of doing comedy that you go oh my friends are professionally level good I don't always have to have it figured out they're they're professionally good and I can rely on them to yeah just like carry me through this yeah it's so fun doing these meetings and like like the breaking bad thing I was like I don't know I, I I almost don't know. And then Aaron went, oh, my God, that's perfect for beef. And she's like, slide that in here and this over there. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, like, it's so nice to work with people like where we run with each other's ideas. And I think you can really hear that in our improv as well. Um, it's been yeah, it's been a blast. I couldn't agree more. Um, that just made me think of one last thing, which is uh, also just thinking about how how impressed I am like with this group and how much fun it is not to like toot our own horns into outer space or anything, but uh, please excuse. We're going to cut that. We have to cut that. That's not even a phrase. (laughs) Leave it in. in. Um, But the button episode, uh, which really coming in is like, uh, you know, the DM, it's a pretty bare bones, simple conceit, which is just like, they're going to be stuck in this waiting room thinking that it is in fact the, the psych experiment. And it's really just one uh, long form improv set or what we would call like a mono scene in one room. And there's not a lot else going on there except for uh, the, the four of you. And then, you know, Jennifer was in there as well. But 
improvising a long form set and to get what I think is one of my favorite episodes, you know, like an hour of content. It's just like, I think it's such a cool thing that we've not only, uh, you know, gone through the classes and been doing this for like a decade now when it comes to improv and like learning the math brain side of it, but also each other, the give and take of understanding like, hey, this is a pretty simple concept. Not a lot else is going to happen in this episode. Uh, Let's have a blast with it. Um, And then, you know, using also your sitcom parts of your brains too to push those buttons, no pun intended. Um, I was just so impressed. I remember getting up like off of the recording of that episode and being like, wow, I don't think a lot of a lot of folks can do that without, you know, being friends and taking classes and doing shows for 10 years. So I was just that was a moment where personally I was really proud, proud of the gang. I want to hear everyone's like a moment that you were really proud of yourself or your character, like something this season where you really liked um, a moment or like a choice or something that you're you made. I feel like one of them. And the reason why I love this moment so much is because somebody put this quote of mine into the discord and I read it and I was like, Oh, that's kind of, that's a funny line. I wonder who said that. And then when I was talking to Sean about the episode, Sean was like, it was funny when you said this quote. And I was like, I have absolutely no recollection. It doesn't sound like me, but it's me saying beef bone, give them to business. (laughs) (laughs) I truly couldn't believe that I had said that. I was like, that is why did I say that? Oh my gosh. What is the context? So that is a line that I love. But in terms of a moment, to me, it's in the end of the hypothetical episode when we're at the top of the mountain. And I think there's a little bit of uh, it's it's just the perfect mixture of the show to me. Uh, I mean, I played D&D for such a long time. And for in that moment, for me to actually bring my D&D skills and defeat all four of you or all three of you, <laughs> felt, I was very, very proud of that. But then also the emotional element of that scene between Chalice and Chip, I think, is very, very cool and exciting. Uh, and I love when everybody yelled at me for doing it. And then mm-hmm. I said, it's not real. This is just <laughs> fake. <laughs> that is one of my favorite things when like someone will post like in favorite moments on the discord group or like, you know, on Twitter or Instagram or something like a moment from the podcast and you'll be like, that's so weird. And then like you find out that it like you said it and it's just like, it's how quickly in my mind, like that just gets kind of, and I, I feel like, especially with this season, because we were recording so often and everything, mm-hmm. like it all just kind of got smushed together. There was like the pretzel, something about the pretzels and stuff like that. And it was like, oh, that was you, Ben. And I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah it was, I, I'm, I'm terrified that I'm, I'm losing <laughs> my mind. But I think if I had to pick a moment for me, and it's based off of... Uh, the, the, the now classic, you gotta let people sleep. But it was just when I told beef that you gotta let people bust really just (laughs) something that just tickles me still. Um, yeah. So I think, I think about that one a lot, but there's, I mean, there's so many good moments that I'm really proud of. And like, I feel like this, this season was just like really good because we just kind of we're just comfy with each other. And so there was a lot of just Mm -hmm. trying stuff that felt really, really, really fun. And it was just so much shared fun together, which was really nice and could have easily not gone that way because of how often we were recording and stuff like that. But it was (laughs) like, you know, we, we kept it going. We kept the, the jazz going or whatever you want to call that. The jazz, the jazz. I have one 
that lead made me think of in that hypothetical moment that just felt natural in a moment and the a thing that I improvised and it ended up being one of my favorite moments of the show because I was like, oh yeah, and then of course we'll lead, we'll know what to do. And of course he'll fix this moment by continuing to kill her. Like I just felt so, it felt like a big risk and I was like, I, I know Waleed knows what to do. And then he did. And I was like, oh, thank It just was such a good improv moment of jumping off something high and then your friend catching you. I really didn't like anything I did this season. Um, <laughs> I actually yeah, don't same. think, yeah. I don't think we should even, Yeah. I don't know. I think we should delete it. Not well, even something you that you DM. Delete, delete it. <laughs> delete it. <laughs> um, no, I, um, I, I think in the moment, I always like, you know, things that, uh, I didn't plan for that weren't going according to plan. Um, that this wasn't on the plan. This wasn't on the plan. Yeah. Uh, that um, that we get to roll with, and that I have fun rolling with in real time. Um, and so anytime that happens, I always get like super giddy uh, and and excited. And I think uh, a couple of those like types of moments can often happen with um with guest episodes as well because they throw such a you know, an unknown factor into it. Um, but I think just the, um, I'd never worked with Jeremy Cobb before. And in the Dave and cheese episode, uh, he just slipped into character so quickly and was so great and was so easy to find that dynamic of like a son that just wants to impress their father, but is also so tormented by them. Uh, and we like fell into that, like it was old hat. Uh, and he was like, essentially co-DMing, which I loved. It was so awesome to hear his descriptions and ideas for things. And so to really bounce back and forth on that and collaborate and then really fall into a comedic rhythm was uh, was really a highlight for me and something that I really enjoyed. Uh, I also like when uh, Jennifer got set up to take a rage nap and then got woke up <laughs> in a rage nap. <laughs> that also brought me a lot of joy. Uh, I think I... I'm pr- I proud to have done some spells. Um, yeah. 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 Give them the business. Know. Don't get. Yeah, <laughs> give them the business. Uh, it, I, you know, I'm reading up a little more on this D and D thing, huh? And uh, you got to really use the spells uh, in your things. Um, and I thought I <laughs> tried. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe next season I'll try again. I like that you folded in that Beef doesn't remember that he can do spells like ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's afraid. Well, of magic. he's afraid of magic. It's he's so afraid funny. to do it. Yeah, he's afraid of magic. Doesn't so like funny. Also, big house, huge ass, no problems is <laughs> one of the greatest quotes. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in podcasts five years? in content history? <laughs> I'm going to say content history. Whoa. I normally send will lead multiple quotes per episode, but I was like, I don't want to. I'm done here. <laughs> That's all you need. Oh, man. I cried laughing when I heard that. I like, I don't know why I had completely forgotten you said that. But when I did the edit on that episode, I was like, that is... That's beyond. That's just- and, <clears throat> and just to clarify, because I think it just needs to be said again, the setup was, and Beef, where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> Huge house. Wait, no, it's big house. Big ass. Huge big ass. ass. Huge ass. No, no problems. problems. <laughs> and I think we all know that in five years, that's exactly what Beef's like. Yeah. Beef's yeah. life will be like. We'll see if yeah. he has a house, settles down. Maybe big house. in 
the sitcom of Chip being the old dad, Beef lives in the basement for sure somewhere. Yes, he lives in a big house. It's not his big house. Not his. No. He's got he Uncle Joey vibes. He want to do the upkeep. Yeah. <laughs> He's such an Uncle Seb's Joey. Seb's the neighbor, for sure. Uh-huh. Ned Flanders vibes. <laughs> and uh, to wrap things up, here's our final uh, question from Instagram. This is from uh, Jesse Rolofos. Uh, mm. And it's, no question, just play the Chucky Buster song one more time. Gorgeous. Signing off. Signing off. See you, season see three. You season four. Season four. We're I'm saluting. See you in a couple it. weeks. There's I, lots I of good stuff I ahead. I prob- I love ben, season four plan. So ben, you I can't have wait to. to. No, ben, I don't. We're I don't saluting. We're all saluting. saluting. Ben, please. Ben, please. I don't have to do anything. Stop. Ben, I'm It's that time again. Who wants to learn the Chucky Buster's dance? Leave this in the episode. Leave it in. No. Leave it in, editors. <laughs> leave it in. I'm getting a compliment. Please leave this in. Please. I need this. I need this. You. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Please. We just have a whole Patreon episode that is just we'll lead, like different times when we'll lead has begged us to leave a compliment in. <laughs> <laughs> it's 50 minutes long. It'll take up a whole Patreon. My question is, why does that keep getting cut out? <laughs> Sitcom D&D is comprised of Elizabeth Andrews, Ben Briggs, Aaron Keefe, Walid Mansour, and me, Sean Coyle. Arnie Parrott wrote the theme song, and Sean Marr did the editing on this one. Huh. He seems cool. Oh, gosh, wasn't that fun? I love the part where Aaron talked about Jennifer's canonical ghost-killing gun. I mean, uh, oh, do you not know what I'm talking about? Well, that's probably because you aren't a member of our Discord channel, which you absolutely 100% could be if you subscribe to our Patreon. The support from patrons is what makes this show possible, but more importantly, it's how I get paid. I got some real skin in the game here, y'all. So hop on now for just five bucks a month and get access to over 70 hours of content instantly. I heard if you listen to it all at once, Elizabeth Andrews herself will appear in your mirror doing the money dance. And for those of you who are already subscribed to our Patreon, to the kitchen rats! This week's episode is Catch Me If You Catchphrase Part 2, where the gang will create even more characters and even more catchphrases for those characters. So sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash sitcomdnd and get in on the fun. I love impersonating this guy. And finally, if you want to keep up with the gang, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at sitcomdnd. That's sitcom and then the letters D-N-D. This is where you can get sneak peeks at upcoming episodes and future guests, see our favorite poll quotes from that week's episode, get hot and spicy memes relating to the show, and see new character drawings by Waleed. Okay, I think that's it for now, and oh, how I have enjoyed my sweet, sweet time in your ears. Thanks, as always, for listening. That was a HeadGum Podcast.